0: welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about getting to know your kids based on what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Hello and welcome to Just Dads Reading Books. I'm here with my friend EJ. And I'm here with my friend Matthew Martins. Wow, what a day. We've done it. Uh, Guess what, folks? It's time for the sequel to the book that changed EJ's life. Go back and listen to Sal and Gabby break the universe episode to hear a changed man out of ej sanders Mm, yeah
1: i would say that you know recalling past trauma is an easy way to to get to my heart question mark uh but it's really really hard to say but yeah it's uh uh, an interesting ride loved it a lot and uh we're reading we read the second one
0: that's right uh this is by carlos hernandez and the first book was a beautiful introduction to this this silly little world. Uh, some of the things we remarked about it is how casually it introduces its premise to you. It's very, mm. so the whole point is this, this kid, Sal, uh, the whole book is more or less from his perspective, and uh, he can rip portals into other dimensions, but the way the first book introduces that to you is so cavalier, and so just like, oh yeah, I can do that, so whatever, anyways, moving on, not a big deal. Um, and... I think that was fun for the first book in the series and it also kind of treats all of Mm -hmm. its plot that way where there's like there is this sort of overarching thing happening but there's all these other scenes there's like multiple uh, issues all kind of being tackled at once and if I had one take on this second book it's that he is consistent in this style Carlos Hernandez I, I think this book feels like the first book but it being a second book made it harder for me to to stay with it and and to like be able to keep track of what was going on and everything the way sometimes like a major plot element would get brought up and then the next chapter Mm -hmm. is like so anyways we're working on a play for our school like we're just like doing a play or whatever even though like there's this evil uh uh clone of my best friend coming to destroy reality let's also put a lot of attention on this class play that we're working on it 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 was a it it was a little bit harder for me to get through this one
1: yeah i think part of it is it kind of hangs on those scenes a little maybe too long Mm -hmm. I, I, i don't really know how to describe um what the difference is um i think overall what i guess what i'm trying to get to is that sal in this one seems a little less jumbled right yeah i feel like in the first book there's a lot of like I gotta go back home. I gotta get back to school. I gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta go to the hospital. I gotta go, you know, it's a lot of like, there's a lot of movement, you know, you're, you're always being kind of slung in all these different directions. And it's, it's, there's a lot of whiplash that goes on, which for some can be hard to follow, but it all like kind of, I love when a jumbled mess comes together. Right. 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 You got to love whenever, like you just kind of throw the blocks on the ground and they all kind of just yeah. find their way into sorted out into different totally, covers, you know, yeah. uh, you know, all on accident. Right. And it's, That's kind of what I loved about the first book, and this book is a lot more methodical. There's a lot more just like, okay, we're at the school, and we're going to be here. Yeah. We're going to be here for a while. Right. Like, we're going to be here for for a few chapters. There's going to be multiple kind of little plot arcs that happen while we're here, and then we'll kind of move on to a different setting. So very – it was very – and this one was very school-focused. It was, um, yeah.
0: If anything, maybe that was also part of my, like – Um, not struggle with it, but, you know, the last book very much ends on this note of, well, we've been following Sal. Sal is dealing with the loss of his mother and Mm, uh, because he can go through dimensions, he actually can hang out with his mom whenever he wants. But he kind of learns at the end of that book that he needs to, like, chill on that because it's like maybe he needs to move on a bit and have some closure for his reality or whatever. And it felt like this book maybe even set up the idea that it'd be piggybacking off of that and then and then just didn't uh this this book felt like a lot of just what is sal up to it kind of had to constantly remind you that he's only been in this new town for like two weeks or whatever like this this picks up right after the first book the first book all happens really quickly but it definitely feels like he's been there for years <laughs> but then they're like oh right. no but he has only been here for a couple of weeks he is still a new student and i just felt like there was a a sort of conflict there of how things felt versus like what the actual setup was supposed to be with like where where sal was mentally and what was going on and everything i would have loved a little bit more space yeah from, like a time from, jump between the yeah two books. give
1: me give me six months you know right. give me give me a few months um because it just feels like, yeah, for how much we know these characters now, mm-hmm. it feels like we know them almost too much for it only being two weeks. And yeah. I know that sounds weird because we know these characters from the first book. Right. We know them. But then, like, it's like, yeah, but now we're picking up yeah. right where we left off. And it's like, yeah, but I don't... I want there to be, like, a little bit of... yeah, Give me a little well, cushion Well,
0: they went through a lot, too, right? They've lot. got Gab- like They saved Gabby's little brother's life. Right. And right. then they also, they made a new friend in the bully, kind of changing his life for the better a little bit. Uh, and 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 Sal chose to do all of that in the first book, kind of at the expense of his own, you know, forward progression, his own closure of any kind. Right. And I think I wanted something more, a continuation of, of that stuff in this book. And instead, this book is... M- i would say mostly about two plot lines the first being let's introduce the actual proper kind of setup to this book uh for some reason sal kind of starts like losing his powers he suddenly isn't able to open portals and then this other gabby shows up and Mm -hmm. is like my uh universe was destroyed by sal's dad uh doing experiments with the remember nation machine all the stuff from the first book mine has been destroyed and i'm here to stop y'all you know your universe from getting destroyed over the course of things uh you learn that actually she's kind of here to like she's just the villain she's here to destroy all realities because if if she can't have happiness nobody can or whatever that part even feels a little bit shoehorned in and then the second major plot is literally they're doing a school play at school and it's not really detached it's like it's not really attached to anything else going on. It's part of yeah. Sal's punishment for something he did. He he right. has to become the the like, He's like leader the of the play. Yeah, the assistant whatever, director. Yeah. And I don't know. Like the play plot line just all- almost did nothing for me. I think there's good moments. There's there's fun stuff in it, but because this other like someone's trying to destroy the fabric of reality was looming over it feels like in a video game when you're like you have to go stop the big evil but anyways do you want to do some side quests just like for fun it had that sort of problem to it
1: yeah side quest vibes that's a really good (laughs) way of putting it and there's this huge setup okay because one of the things that really grabbed me about the first book and i know this is kind of a personal story but it's like you know the fact that he had type 1 diabetes in the first book and then was experiencing like some of the complications of that. And in this book, there's a lot of setup for the complications at the beginning. Yeah. And there's not really any knockdown for that. Right. Just saying, like it yeah. just felt like there was going to be some something. something happen.
0: I I feel like and, in general that is the vibe of this book. Is that right? Like,
1: it's like you feel like something's there. Like mm-hmm. there's like some tension building, and especially early on, there's like a lot of talk uh about dka
0: which is like diabetic coma yeah um, yeah oh my gosh you we were texting each other back and forth during yeah. that part because there's, there's like, this whole tension of like where the, we're talking about DKA and he, and he's talking about getting really 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 thirsty and i only yeah. know it because of you describing your experience but yeah. i started going oh is this book about oh, to get no. like Really yeah. intense,
1: <laughs> really, really scary. Like that. Like just, just so everybody knows, that's what w- why my daughter went to the hospital. She yeah. was DKA. Like, and it's, I mean, it's scary. It's, yeah. it's super, super, super scary. Um, whenever you are uh, observing somebody go through that. So, what at the beginning of this book, essentially, he meets a toilet that can check his ketones. Is yeah. what they're called, right? Uh, and ketones are are basically uh, they they're a way of measuring whether or not you are, you are, uh, basically keeping the nutrients in your body Mm -hmm. It's an essential, a very baseline understanding of what it means. But, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, um, if you are, are, uh, releasing too many, too many of those, of these things called ketones, your body is uh, essentially going to shut down eventually, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. completely shut down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a super, super scary thing. You're, you know, the person who's experiencing it um, is in and out of consciousness and, and things like that. And right. so like, I really thought for, for one, I'm, I'm a little relieved we didn't go there. Sure. Um, but they definitely set my, it up
0: as if they were <laughs> so right. Was I was the, right. The it was like,
1: it, yeah, it was like such a weird foreshadowing thing yeah. where you're sitting there. You're like, Oh no, mm-hmm. Sal's going to DKA at some point, And it's going to like, turn this whole book yeah like upside
0: down but then
1: like it just kind of stops yeah. he's like nope i'm well hydrated now right we're it's good like,
0: we fixed it okay. and, and similarly so so you mentioned the toilet uh this book yeah, has yeah, a yeah. bunch of electronics that are gaining sentience at various levels mm, and you learn yes. that amongst these devices there are different stages of ai and the idea being yes. if you reach stage nine AI, you are like a fully formed self-actualized AI. And this book like really builds that up as though it's gonna be like yeah. foreshadowed that this will be the whole point of the book in the end. And I feel like it never really yeah. came back around yeah. to that either. Like it just has said, I wonder if the first book was like, let me set this whole thing up for the option to do more books, but I would like the first book to be very self-contained and then this second book feels like we have it was successful we have permission to do plenty more more (laughs) so let's take it really slow all of a sudden and that is I, i feel like this one is actually doing way more universe setup where the first one is a book about this exact thing and this one feels like it wants to set up the sal and gabby universe for, yeah, for it's many a, it's future a pilot
1: books. It, it's a pilot episode versus you know the, the series exactly. kind of kickoff, right like uh i i think of westworld when i think of stuff like this because <laughs> westworld has this really great contained first episode yeah and then it's like oh wait wait wait, here's all the stuff let's now. back like, up and you know, do everything right else. they have to back yeah. way up because of it um but it's But, you know, stuff like that is super interesting to me because I'm like, because it is about hooking the audience, right? Of course. It's like when you start a documentary series, (laughs) you kind of need to... I know this I'm going everywhere with this but it's like you kind of need to set up in that first like chunk you need to set up everything that's going to happen or that could happen right and that's kind of what the first book does it's like this is everything that could possibly happen in this universe right and now this second book like you said it feels like it's really hit the brakes yeah and it's like okay now let's take it slower we're gonna really focus on like this week of sal's life Mm -hmm. i really my only i guess hope is that it's not like a week by week sure (laughs) yeah well so this book to to
0: spoil i mean it's barely a spoil but to to at the very very end of this book does a fun little nod to there definitely are intended to be more books uh Mm -hmm. and if anything too it's uh in a very fun direction i don't want to spoil that part of it of like where the next books will go I'm sure when that right. book is eventually published someday we will do yeah. it on this show but it's it's, it's been four it,
1: years already though.
0: yeah it could be soon it could be around the corner but it it, it yeah. feels like the next book will be in a pretty dramatic new direction or have elements I, I could see the next book having like two storylines going on at once essentially mm-hmm. like two two plot lines I don't know uh, I, I again I don't want to like talk too much about what is essentially yeah. the last yeah. three yeah. pages of this book
1: but yeah you should read this book if if for anything like the setup to
0: what could be a lot later. more cool stuff. Right. Um, I wonder too if this one would have been. I I do find both of these books a little bit hard on the audio book. Um, yes, especially because there are a lot of characters, and I, and not just a lot of characters, a lot of maybe three people that are cloned over and over and over again. And so you have, like, you have multiple dads, you have multiple Gabbies, and trying to keep track of, like, who is who and who's doing what, uh, it is easy to get kind of lost. And even outside of that, like, Sal's giving nicknames to characters all the time. And I just think, similar to, like, uh, one of the series of Unfortunate Events, you know, those, like, last, you know, like, eight through eleven of series of unfortunate events where it's like there's parts of the book where your eyes are kind of meant to just it's like a list of everything in alphabetical order going through this thing don't read that just skip over it that is kind of how the names in this book feel where it's like oh man they really made this voice actor say that name that many times that's a that's a cry and shame because it's a lot (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was the difference, uh, right? Because going back to that series of Unfortunate Events talk, it was like, it was the difference between you really, really enjoying the Grim Grotto and me being like, yeah, it was better than I remember it, Uh but it still did not stand out to me. Yeah. Um, and, And the difference, too, in... Uh, I believe it was the next book. I can't remember the name of it uh, for some reason.
0: Penultimate peril.
1: Yeah. The penultimate peril. Why you had to stop listening to the yeah, audiobook. It got too and, confusing and, and I switched right, to the book and go, yeah. and go to the book. So yeah, it, it's it's a tough medium especially the way that we're trying to essentially matt and I are trying to multitask at all times, yeah, right exactly matt and I really just want to consume the information and the easiest way to do that is an audiobook yeah however I will say the at least the second one of this series because the first one I thought was really good well, about yeah. kind of there were there were fewer characters right yeah. and there were there was less of like, this poppy and this poppy it yep. was more like oh there is another poppy but i don't really don't have, have to worry, worry about, about them as yeah. much um, versus in this book it's very much like there's six Gabbies, yeah. dude and you got to figure out what's right. going on with each of them yeah. in a little bit and they're all know? in so, the room
0: at once talking to each other yes, and talk, talking right. to the six poppies and it's just like it's a I lot think going on yeah, and yeah, if, you could, and if think, you could skim through the names i think it'd be uh yeah, at least faster
1: you could pick it up easier too because you'd be able to see the breaks right you'd be able to see where the narrator should stop talking and things and it's just it's just a lot easier with your internal monologue to digest those things but overall i think this book is still good i think that um yeah i like overall i'm i'm still happy with the result um i i like that it's kind of about gabby being the villain still in a way because she kind of she kind of is in the first book a little bit like she she's not by the end yeah. but she is kind of the the foil right? right she's more the foil is what i would say yeah and in this book she's just straight up like the bad the guy yeah. and so it's yeah. like it is a little bit fun to k- get to play on the multi the multiverse sort of thing right. um i do want the next book to be a little bit just a little bit more f- focused yeah I guess is the word because this one has just a lot of kind of meandering that doesn't really add to maybe the greater good or the greater whole.
0: Well, and two, to talk about the, the first book was so much, even when it was jumping around, the scenes that it was sort of isolating were about really interesting empathetic characters right this, this is this is a very true. Uh, optimistic kind of book where they're at this amazing art school where everyone's considerate of each other's feelings and and the way they talk to each other is very understanding and sal is like this <laughs> kind of this overly perfect child that like always knows how to right. emotionally deal with somebody else you know it's it's very uh it's it's too nice <laughs> but in the right. first book it you got the feeling of like that hopeful nature of writing a book about this kind of thing that that sort of felt like the goal of it this one i feel like the characters are all still like amazingly empathetic creatures Mm -hmm. but it's not like in service of anything greater the the school is going through this trying to put on this play and that is an interesting vehicle for sort of like bouncing around and talking to different characters but it doesn't have the same weight as like this bully has a terrible home life and how would empathy get him out of this terrible situation and how would empathy be able to help gabby with her brother this one is like i don't know how does empathy help you unpatch the whole it's like too outside of itself
1: yeah it it in fact, I would even say it, it kind of tears down a little bit of what the first book built up mm. uh, in some respects. Mm-hmm. The first book, what makes it so interesting is how Sal approaches every single conversation yep. from an empathetic standpoint. Right, And in this book, Sal's kind of a goofball, man. Like, yeah, that's true. Sal's kind of a goofball, and... That's just not really the Sal that I really remember from the first book. In the in the first book, Sal approaches every situation with like, you know, how would I like to be approached in this situation? Right. There are times where he's a little bit flippant or whatever, and he's you know he's obviously he's a joking kid, so he's very much like ah, you know, he blows things off or whatever. Yeah. But there's a lot more of him kind of blowing stuff off in this book. There's a lot more of him just making jokes in light of people's. Um, situations like yeah. the, the the bully, for instance, in this one, I think a couple of times says some self-deprecating stuff. And in the first book, I feel like Sal from book one would have been like, would hey, you that. know. Yeah, he would have been like, hey, you know, don't talk about yourself in that yeah. way or talk about, you know, let's think about uplifting things mm-hmm. versus in this book, he's just kind of playing with the, the along with the joke yeah, maybe the self-deprecation a little bit. And I'm like, that doesn't – it doesn't feel – Congruent, um and you know that's that's okay there's it's a a different book but it's it was
0: a little jarring i think it lacks the personal nature to any of the conflicts is the biggest thing again the the biggest top line issue is there's this gabby that wants to rip holes in the fabric of reality or whatever and that we don't get enough of uh, her name is fix gabby She's the one trying to fix things, but apparently, but then later you, you learn she's not. But, like, right. you don't see enough of Sal getting to know that Gabby. There's a lot about the differences between different realities in this book, but the idea that, like, things carry their names between realities. And I just feel like we never, the even the result, like, the solution to the problem at the end is to sort of, deal with fix gabby's personal problems but like those aren't the reasons everything happened in her universe right and the solution to like saving people in her universe isn't a personal problem and i think that's like where my issue with all this comes from is just like none of these conflicts are about people they're about these other things outside of people going on when the type of character Sal is, and even the type of character Gabby and Poppy and like all these characters are people right. who are really good at helping each other through personal conflicts, and I just feel like this true. book wasn't about personal conflicts.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. I, in fact, the only personal conflict is really about Fix Gabby. Yeah. and and her struggle, right? But yeah. she's not an empathetic character. Yeah, she's not somebody who can ex- express empathy anymore because uh, of of her situation. Right, and. You know, in the end, there is obviously a lot of uh, empathy for her because they let her go, right? They, They had the opportunity to not let her go. And Sal basically instructs everybody, hey, the right thing to do is to show them, you know, that the rest of these universes are worth saving, Yeah, you know? Right. And so... I don't know. It's just like you said the the problems. I guess were not personal enough. I mean, in that first book, we talked that you talked about it. Gabby's. I mean, Gabby's brother is on a deathbed yeah. as an infant. Right. You know, that's or harrowing. Like that's a heavy, heavy situation. Yeah, and the fact that everybody in that situation bands together, you know uses their superpower of of literally love and empathy <laughs> right to just like to save this child's life is it's a, it's an incredible book and you know i i uh i'm i'm hoping that if there is another book coming in this series that uh you know it can kind of capture that lightning again yeah. because this one like i said i think this one is more for middle grade right the first one does yeah. the first one is middle grade fiction but it's like man you could you can there's a lot to digest yeah this one it does you know it's like this one just kind of feels like another middle grade book a little mm-hmm. bit um, mm-hmm. um with characters that we already love yeah and uh you know that it really does um bank on you already loving these characters i think a little bit more uh than i would like but uh yeah. overall it's still a really really good book yeah
0: uh, well, to to go out on it, I would now like to spoil the ending and why I'm still excited, even though <laughs> this book maybe right. didn't quite win me over. Uh, you get two epilogues to this book after they've, you know, they've saved the day. They've actually got Fix Gabby to be on their side. She's now a friend to everybody. Uh, and you you just get these nice little vignettes of just stuff going on after the fact. But then in the very final one, the, the notion was that Fix Gabby's universe is sal boy that's a mouthful and a thoughtful uh that sal is gone he has he has supposedly died uh something happened to him right and and that's part of you know fix gabby's heartbreak is her best friend died well at the very end of this book that sal shows up uh and is like hey everybody i definitely was i never died every i was fine." and fix gabby is like what are you talking about what happened what is going on and he is basically like let me tell you all about it fade to black curtains close. like (laughs) we'll see you next time on sal and gabby do stuff so the next book is built up as this is what i was saying earlier i could see the next book just being like the tale of fix gabby and whatever happened to that sal i could see us jumping all the way back to the start of their conflict their what was happening in their universe and things getting torn apart the in their universe like the entire state of florida is like an opened portal that is that is like destroyed you know is slowly destroying the whole planet and fabric of reality right uh and the notion that we would go back to before then meet these two characters discover their relationship it's different than the sal and gabby we know slightly and then we just like follow sal through whatever has been going on i could see that being part of it and i could also see we also stay with our sal and get like you know uh, if it's like a frame story where we're getting his story but then we jump out every once in a while and still deal with whatever's going on in kind of our universe and we're like back back and forth that would be my like prediction of how the next book would go and i'm into that i'm so like i i was i was glazing over so much of this audiobook and like listening and trying to take it in but like not loving it and then that final chapter happened and I went oh cool oh, actually I love that like I was, I was out loud being like that's yeah. great I'm excited again very cool yeah
1: yeah that's pretty cool actually plot twist Matt um the third Sal and Gabby book is actually just the last Quentin T <laughs>
0: oh no oh no 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 please <laughs>